Xander Newville joined us on the Sport and a Growing Good podcast. Xander is a former Wisconsin Badger football player, and he is currently in medical school at Northwestern University studying to be a physician. Xander is originally from Wapaka High School in Wisconsin, and he joined us in this conversation to talk about some of the lessons he learned in and through sport growing up in Wapaka, and in particular, his interactions with and the ways he was affected by coach John Kronkowitz, uh, the great and legendary football coach from Wapaka. Coach Kronk originally joined us on the Sport and the Growing Good podcast and told us all kinds of great stories and shared all kinds of wonderful perspective on his work as a coach in that community. So it was really just a privilege to also hear about Coach Kronk from one of his former players' perspective. I appreciated Xander's story about how Coach Kronk vouched for Xander and and went the extra mile to help him get connected at the University of Wisconsin and to give Xander a chance when no one else would give him a chance to play football at that level. And we could really just see the impact of a coach on creating life opportunities for young people. And Coach Kronk was a great example of that in Xander's life. Xander, his story has been really a remarkable one in many ways. And so there's much that we talked about in the conversation. He had a successful career at Wisconsin coming here as, a, as, an, invited, as an invited walk-on, but then went on to become a starter and a really talented and effective player on the field. It was a major contributor on the team over the course of his career. And Xander even talked about having, at different points in his career, having designs on pursuing an NFL career, and he looked to have all the potential and possibility to do that. But one of the defining aspects of Xander's career was injury, and he he went through some really difficult injuries at Wisconsin that ultimately ended his career. So a lot of our conversation toward the second half of this podcast discussion was about injury and about how he made it through those times, those kind of dark times and difficult times. Not only the physical toll of the injuries, but also the emotional and psychological impacts of those injuries. To me, Xander's story was really, really interesting in that he talked about how those injuries actually even affected his future as his future career decisions, his desire to go into medicine. He always had an interest in medicine, but getting to know physicians and doctors at Wisconsin as he was going through injuries, especially he mentioned Dr. Jeff Baer, who's one of the lead doctors for the Wisconsin team, really had an impact in that that relationship he developed with Dr. Baer had an impact on, on Xander's decision to pursue medical school. So Xander Newville is an inspiring story, not just on the field, but off. He's a story of a, of a young athlete whose family supported him and who, whose coach supported him and developed meaningful relationships along the way and is now pursuing a life of impact off the field. 
Thank you so much, Xander, for taking the time out of your studies to, to talk with us on the Sport and the Growing Good podcast. It was, I mean, it was a huge part of my life. It's kind of funny because neither of my parents really like played sports growing up. Um, but I, so I have two older sisters and their big thing was up with us was they just wanted us to be like active or like involved in whatever we found interesting. Um, so it just kind of worked out with me where sports was like kind of what I gravitated towards. And, um, you know, I, I was like kind of like bigger and taller compared to like other kids. So I think it just naturally happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was like a huge part of my life. I played, so I did like growing up, like all different sports. I started off with soccer was actually my first one, but then I kind of transitioned into like football, basketball, baseball. Um, so those are like the big three. And I actually, I went to a private school through fourth grade and then I ended up switching to the public schools because I wanted basically all my friends were uh, like the ones I was playing sports with and they were all at the public school. So like, that was actually a big reason why I switched schools. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was like, when I look back, like growing up, like sports and school were pretty much like the two things that took up all my time. So like on the weekends we were usually like going to basketball tournaments or whatever football games. And my summers were just always loaded with sports too. Like, whether it was working out, um, we had like football in the summer, I do basketball in the summer, and then also like a baseball league. So it was, it was pretty much my life, but I also just really enjoyed it. So yeah, it was a huge part um, within our family, like growing up. You said your parents were not athletes, but did they take part in your own trajectory through sport in any ways? Or what did that relationship look like? Yeah, I think, um, my, so my dad, he didn't, he never like played sports, but he was always a huge fan. Um, so I would say like, he was very active with me, like kind of participating in all the sports and doing what I wanted to do. Um, and like pushing me to like kind of pursue that. And then my mom initially was just, she like supported me with whatever, but I think it took her a little bit longer to, I guess like understand all the the nuances of like the sports and like kind of just what it means to like be an athlete, I guess. Um, so yeah, I would say like my, but they were at the end of the day, like they were both super supportive of like whatever I wanted to do. Um, and so, yeah, they were both very active. I know like both my sisters were dancers growing up. So usually how it worked is like on the weekend, my dad would go to my sporting events and then like my mom would go to the dancing events. Um, but if they, if they were available for a sporting event, like they were pretty much always there growing up, which was really nice. You said your dad was a fan. Have your parents continued to be in the sports loop since you finished competing at the high school level or even at UW or was it, more tied to you participating in it? That's a good question. Um, I would, I would say my dad still stays involved, um, especially with Wisconsin sports. I think like football, basketball are kind of his two big ones that he really 
stays up with, but I will say it was when I was actually going through and playing, that's like definitely when he was most involved. Um, especially with like high school sports, like he got really into the high school sports when I was playing. And then I think when I was done, he would still like follow up on it, but like, wasn't quite as invested. Um, but as far as Wisconsin sports, like he's, he grew up in Wisconsin his whole life. So that was kind of his thing was like watching Badger games on the weekend. Um, so he, I know he still stays pretty active with that. It must've been quite an experience then to, as you started doing well in sport growing up and then you get into high school. And do you remember, was there a moment or certain moments when this idea of a kid from Wapaka going to play in the big stadium in Madison became kind of a reality that, wow, this could actually happen. And what was that like? Yeah. I, it, it took me a while, especially now I feel like, um, like athletes are thinking about it so much earlier and they're getting recruited so much earlier. But for me, like I, it took me a while to even like think about playing at the next level. Cause at least from, from my experience, like I was just so focused on playing in high school. I like, I didn't even really think about the possibility until probably my junior year. Um, I would say the, f- the first time I thought about playing like at the next level and specifically like at a school like Wisconsin was after my junior year, like I started to get recruiting letters from college coaches. I think like NDSU was one of the first ones to reach out. And it was actually, it was like a big surprise to me. Cause I got the letter. I'm like, Oh, what is this? Like, I, I didn't even really know what to make of it. Um, but I do remember there was like a specific time. I think it was towards the end of the summer going into my senior year. Um, and like my parents and I met with uh, our like advisor that we had in high school and we pretty much were just like, okay, like you're getting these recruiting letters. Um, like he's like, are you interested in playing at the next level? And like, I, I obviously was, and we pretty much said like right before the season, like, okay, like what is your actual goal? And I remember like I made it my goal to like to eventually get to Wisconsin. Um, that was like kind of, what I was shooting for, but it definitely was like, it took a roundabout way to get there. So like I was a preferred walk-on in the class. Um, but I actually didn't get the walk-on offer until it was April 1st of my senior year. So it was like April fool's day. I got a call from coach Strickland, who was a a coach at Wisconsin. And that's when he actually offered me the walk-on. But I remember for, um, after the football season, like I thought it just wasn't going to work out. Um, I had actually made plans to go to Minnesota state on a scholarship, which was a division two school. So yeah, I, I got the walk on like April 1st. And then I think it was like two months later, I like moved on to Madison. So it was, uh, it, it was kind of a roundabout way to get there, but it ended up working out. Stepping back the few years before you got to that point, this coach that you were able to have in high school was, uh, a wonderful leader in the community, in the school and in the community, Coach Kronkowitz. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the, the first time or some of the early times you met Coach Kronk? And and what do you remember about him and, and how that relationship ultimately developed? Were there some especially meaningful moments you had with, with him? 
Yeah, it's kind of funny because, so I mean, Wapak is like a small town, like that's like 6,000 people. Um, and we actually lived in like the same neighborhood. So as far as like meeting him, I there probably wasn't a specific moment, but it was just, I had always like known who he was. And I like, especially in Wapaka, like football was by far the most popular sport. And it was kind of like the one everyone wanted to be a part of and like be active with. So I know like growing up, it was, <laughs> I wouldn't say I was like afraid of him, but I, he did like have a reputation where like it was a very like serious thing to be on like the varsity football team. And I remember like in middle, middle school, like watching them play. And I just like, my big goal at that time was like, Oh, I just really want to play varsity football at some point. Um, but I would say like throughout high school, I mean, he was like, he was a really helpful mentor for me. And like the one thing that stands out the most would probably be, so it's related to how I got my walk on because my senior year, um, you know, like Wisconsin had invited me to games uh, for recruiting visits and I was doing that, but for whatever reason, like I didn't get the walk on. And I remember we were at, in the spring, um, it was the uh, all state football banquet. Um, and I was there with coach Kronk and he actually like went out of his way that day and like went and spoke with coach Strickland one-on-one -on -one, and then like followed up with him after that, just to like tell him why he thinks I should like be able to like get a chance to be on the team at Wisconsin. And like that obviously played a huge part in me actually getting to Wisconsin. Um, but it, it was meaningful for me because he, he really never would like go out of his way with players to like reach out to coaches or like, try and get them at certain schools. So like for him to go out of his way and do that was like really, it was meaningful to me. And it, I mean, it obviously shapes like my college career and like what I'm doing now in, in a huge way. As you, you said, when you were in middle school, there was this not, not a fear, but probably a deep respect that a lot of the younger kids probably had for the varsity coach, especially one who had been so successful. Yeah. Um, as you became one of the, those players on the, on the varsity, what did you um, learn from coach Kronk and what, what was he like as a coach? How would you describe him? I would say like broad overview, he was serious, but he also made it really fun. Like he just had a, I don't know. He had like just this really good knack for connecting with players, which is, it's kind of like, it's something that's hard to teach. Um, and even for me, like, you know, I was a good player on the team and a captain, but he never, you know, he never treated me special just because I was a good player, like, or anyone else. He treated everyone the same. And I just felt like he was really good at everyone got an equal opportunity. Everyone had an equal chance to contribute to the team. And he just, he, he just helped build an environment on the team that everyone wanted to be a part of and everyone wanted to contribute to like, no matter what form that was. And especially at the high school level, I feel like that's really hard to achieve. Um, but I don't know, like in my time there, I never heard anyone say a bad thing about him. Um, and it was just, everyone just had like, 
the highest respect for him, I guess. When you got to college, it's it's, a, it's such a different environment, such a bigger environment, the, the whole campus, but even the football team is such a bigger operation and you mm-hmm. end up having a lot of time with your position coach and maybe your offensive coordinator. Were those the relationships that were most meaningful to you as a, as a football player at the university? Yeah, I'd say the position coach was a big one. Um, I ended up switching to tight end like after my second year on the team. Uh, and then it's, so at that point it was coach Turner who's still there now. And we had, we had a really good relationship and he helped me develop a lot as a player. Um, and he was, he was a good mentor because he was, I, I liked that he was younger in a way and he had been through it as a former player. So I feel like that, that connection helped a lot, but, um, the other coach that when I look back actually had a big impact on me was actually our strength coach, uh, Ross Kalaji. Um, I feel like most people from like outside the program probably want to think that they play a big part, but I mean, in reality, you know, we lift during the season and then in the off season, we're lifting four or five times a week. So we spent a ton of time with our strength coaches and I feel like coach Kalaji was someone that I really connected with and it's kind of for a lot of reasons, but he's from Stevens point, which is like 20 minutes away from Wapaka. So we kind of bonded over that initially, but he was kind of the same way with coach Turner where, you know, he was a former player and he had gone on to the NFL and played at the next level. And it actually, you know, he had gone through everything that we were currently going through. And so I feel like, when you have a coach that has those experiences, it, you, you just kind of have like a natural trust with them. And he just, he did a really great job of like just connecting with the players and like being open with them about like his thoughts or his experiences. So I leaned on him a lot, especially um, like when I went through my injuries toward the end, like the last you know year or two of my career, I spent a lot of time in the weight room trying to like just get my strength back and recover from injuries. So he was someone that I actually leaned on a lot to for, for advice and just kind of someone I could talk to. I think you just touched on what I was about to ask you, which was I, when I have observed um, like work team workouts in the weight room, it's a, it's a very bustling and kind of intense experience where it's, everybody knows exactly where they're supposed to be and it's, there's no wasted time. And I, so I was going to ask you, when did you ever talk to coach Ross? Uh, you know, because it's always such a no nonsense period, but it sounds like it was during that injury time was that, that was the um, main period of interaction with you or were there times even before that, that you had space to talk and to get to know him? I would say before the injuries it probably wasn't quite as much. Um, but I mean, even like after workouts, there's usually like a lot of time after the workouts to just kind of get some recovery in or kind of do what you want. And so I, like a lot of players would stay in the weight room and like foam roll or do something to like kind of help their bodies recover. And that that's like when a lot of the players would talk to the coaches. Um, and I felt like that was like a pretty important period for like building connections with them. But yeah, I do agree. Like during the injuries is when I was able to kind of talk a lot more and like build that bond um, and like make it stronger. Um, just cause 
I guess when you're going through the injury, like you, you kind of have to work out on your own and you have to like adjust your schedule. So you're not always working out with the team. So it's like a little bit more of a, like a closer environment where you can, you have more opportunity to, to talk to the coaches and they give you a lot more feedback too. Cause if, when you're coming back from an injury, it's not like you can just hop into a workout and like knock it out quick. Like you kind of have to take your time with it and they need to give you feedback. So yeah, that was, it was definitely a lot easier rehabbing from injuries to like um, become closer with the coaches. I wanted to actually ask you more about injuries, but I have one more question about um, coach Kalaji or any of the other strength coaches, but especially him. And that this is just striking me as you're talking, which we always talk about the importance of relationships that coaches have with players and I can very clearly see why you would be bonded with him because over the course of four years throughout the summer, all year round, you're with the strength coaches. So there's just a frequency of interaction that's meaningful there. Mm-hmm. But there, it even strikes me that those coaches actually get to know your your body. Like they they know the strength, the strong parts of your body and the weak parts of your body. And they they literally are working on making you stronger physically and that's an interesting thing to think about that you have someone who literally knows about your body in that way and helps you build it is um have you ever thought about that even especially as someone who's in the kind of medical professions how um that's an interesting dynamic of of a relationship to to literally tailor what you're doing to you specifically yeah it is it um it was, yeah, it's a very unique relationship because Coach Kalaji too, I mean, like I said, he was a former player. And so he, like, he had had some major injuries in the past too. So he knows what it's like coming back from that. Um, and so it's, you know, it's relatively easy for him to see, like, if you're squatting, like, where you're, maybe I'm, like, leaning too far to one side or, you know, like, just off in, like, minor ways. But they do um, – <laughs> Yeah, they, they're, you know, their whole job is really developing student athletes' bodies, which is, it's kind of like an interesting perspective to look at it with that way. And, you know, even if you're not injured, a lot of the lifts, like they'll record you during workouts and you'll get like feedback throughout the workout on your form or like how your body is looking throughout the lift. So it's, yeah, it, I guess I haven't thought about that a lot, but it is an interesting way to frame it where, you know, I, in some respects, they probably know how your body is like moving or how your body looks like almost better than even I would. Yeah. From a very detached, like scientific perspective, you could just look at each um, person as a a little piece of science or or a little experiment. You're trying to get this person from point A to point B in a more Mm -hmm. efficient manner and, and maximize that body that's in front of you. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I had multiple injuries, so I could even tell as I would, as I had like another injury, they would modify what I was doing even more. And it was just kind of like a continual building process to like maximize that, that process of like getting your body back to, you know, you first you have to get your body back to just normal. And then you have to go from normal back to like a high level athlete. So yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting transition that they have to work with. You've had such significant time with injury, and I wanted to ask you two two questions about that, at least to start. One is, um, 
the physical and emotional tolls that that takes, you could probably talk for many hours about that, but as you reflect on it a little bit, um, I think when we often will read about, you know, an athlete, whether it's a high school athlete or professional on the paper and, Oh, uh, you know, she tore her ACL. She'll be back in nine months. And that's kind of what it is to the outsiders. But when you're live, when you're walking through it, when you're in the middle of it, um, the, the physical and emotional tolls of it, were there certain points that were especially lows for you or especially challenged that come to mind? Yeah. I mean, injuries are interesting too, because there's, at least in my experience, there's kind of like two phases of the injury. There's like the initial, you have like the initial shock from getting injured, which is kind of like the, like acute injury. And like, you just got to deal with it at that moment. But then the other part, which I think gets overlooked is like the long-term effects and like how that affects you mentally. So like for me, I mean, the lowest point was like, I guess there was two. I mean, the, the first time I tore my ACL was my junior year. Uh, and that was when we were playing Minnesota. So we just finished an undefeated season. Um, and that was the first year was, I was, I was like starting a tight end. Um, I was playing like the best football of my career. And at that point I had goals of like trying to play in the NFL. So that was, that was a really big low because I, initially when I hurt my knee, they thought it was just an MCL and that it wouldn't be that big of a deal. And then you can you find out you tear your ACL and like, you know, miss out on a big 10 championship game, like the orange bowl. It's that was, um, that was really tough. Like I, I don't really like cry that much, but when I found out that I tore my ACL, like I broke down um, and then like calling my parents and stuff, like I like broke down again. So it, it was, that was a a huge low point for me. And then I guess similar to that, the following year, um, I was coming off that first ACL and then in practice one day, I like planted after catching a ball and tore my opposite ACL. And so that, you know, pretty much wiped out my senior year without me ever really getting to play. So those were probably the two lowest points. Um, but honestly, I would, what sticks with me the most with injuries is just like how long they can affect you mentally. Like going through the rehab process was hard, but I think it's more like, especially for me, like, you know, I, I pretty much had to stop playing because of injuries. And so like mentally, it, you know, I'm in a lot better spot now as far as like coming to terms with that. But it's, I feel like it's just a continual process that, especially like athletes at the, at this level kind of have to come to terms with, I mean, regardless of injury or not, it, it's kind of funny. Like you asked that question because I, I recently spoke with a orthopedic surgery resident at Northwestern and he was a former player at Iowa. And um, he had a similar experience to me where like injuries kind of cut his career short. And we were talking on the phone and he kind of, he compared it like to a divorce basically where the athlete is like, you're getting divorced from football. And because if you think about it, like your whole, like, at least for me, like my whole life, everything I did pretty much revolved around football, like my sleep, my diet, working out, 
my entire life was like structured around football. And so you do that for like 15 plus years and then just kind of abruptly, all of a sudden it's taken away from you and you have to pretty quickly figure out like, okay, what am I going to do with my life after this? Um, And the thing is like for most people, that's kind of how football ends. You know, a lot of people want to play in the NFL at the next level, or even if you do make it to the NFL, a lot of times it gets cut short because of injuries. Um, And it can, you know, it can get taken away really quickly. So I think the, the biggest thing that sticks out with me for injuries is just accepting that it's going to be like a kind of a long, a longer mental battle and just like knowing that it's okay to struggle with um, being done with your sport. I think I, I kind of wanted to, wanted to ignore that at first, but you kind of have to accept that and just know that it'll be, it'll take a a little bit of time to kind of get over that. This other thing that jumped out at me when I spent a lot of time with your team last year was that there's such a dense social network among you all, you know, um, in the team room and then in position rooms and at practice and at meals and travel. And there's so many um, gatherings and regatherings and such a tight set of relationships that are important in lots of ways. And that when one thing I noted was that when injuries occurred, all of a sudden guys were pulled out of a lot of that. Not, not because anyone said they had to be because they were rehabbing or they were literally going to appointments. And I remember, I remember even you coming in and I remember where you're sitting in the team room. And when you got reintroduced to the team after you'd been away for a while and coach Chris introduced you and said, you know, look who's back. And everyone was so excited. You were there and was clapping and giving you hugs. But then in a few weeks later, you, you, you know, the, the other injury happened. So there's a, and, and then you weren't, you weren't there anymore every day. Mm-hmm. Was that, is that social isolation an issue as well as part of, is that also part of the um, toll? Yeah, I would say that plays a big part of it. Um, Cause like you said, once, once you get injured, your schedule just naturally gets adjusted and it's different from most guys on the team. So like, you know, at least at Wisconsin, like the rehab times are different. You kind of work out, in a separate group on your own, like, and that usually happens during practice. So you're not really with the guys at practice. And I do feel like that makes it harder because like you said, like you're, you're so invested into the team and everything you do is like, you're, you're with the guys. And then just like very quickly you get taken out of that. And like, you just kind of feel isolated. Um, and that can honestly, I mean, it, it can make the process a lot harder when you go through that. So it, it's one of those things too, where like, once you do get taken out, at least in my experience, um, which I can't speak for everyone, but in a weird way, you, sometimes you feel like you let the team down or like you, you just wish you, like you could be involved, but there's nothing you can do. So then like my response was like, I, I almost like didn't want to be around the team then because it just was like, I would either get upset or frustrated or like really sad about it. So like that just like further isolates you. So I feel like, um, yeah, I, I guess 
it's that's a good point that you bring up and that that isolation does play a huge part in like the challenges of coming back from an injury you're now pursuing this career in medicine at you're at the in medical school at this great place and i was wondering if your own experiences with injury affected a your decision to go that way to into medicine or if not that the way you will approach your future as a physician or whatever you end up pursuing? Yeah, I think the answer to both of those would be like, yes, that it will, um, that it did and will impact that. Um, I came into college interested in medicine, but it was mostly just because I liked the science side of it. And that was kind of what I gravitated towards, but I didn't truly decide to pursue medical school or make that my actual goal until after my first ACL. Um, part of it was because I felt like I needed to have like a good backup plan. But then the other part was that I got a lot more exposure to uh, like medical teams and kind of like how surgeons operate and just everything that go goes into at least uh, in the sports medicine side of it, like rehabbing a player. And I just, I found that really fascinating and I knew it was something that I would probably want to do myself. So the injuries were probably the biggest driving force for me actually applying to medical school. Um, and in terms of my career, it's, I mean, it's hard to say right now what I'll eventually go into, but I am like extremely interested in orthopedic surgery right now, which again is like kind of tied to my injuries and just because of the experience I've had. So if I had to guess, I would say that I'll ultimately want to do orthopedic surgery and then, um, probably like specialized within sports medicine. Uh, and I don't know, hopefully one day, like either work with the team or do something like that. But it is weird how, you know, the injuries were bad for my football career, but I feel like I'm kind of using that now as a, a positive in medical school. And it's actually, it's one of the things that like keeps me motivated in medical school. And like, that's where most of my research interests are. So yeah, it'd be great if eventually I could, kind of go down the sports medicine path because kind of like we talked about at the very beginning, like sports have always been a big part of my life. And so I feel like if I can stay connected to that in some way through the medical field, that would be really awesome. Did you actually get to know any of the physicians on the team or the, the surgeons through your injury in a, in a moderate way? And were you able to actually have substantive conversations with any of them about this trajectory you're on? Yeah, Dr. Burr, so he's actually our orthopedic, our team orthopedic surgeon. And I like actually got really close with him. I mean, he did like, I think it was like six different surgeries on me. So like, we just, we just kind of naturally formed a, a bond through that, I guess. But he's actually become someone I'm really close with now. And he like, he wrote me a letter of recommendation when I applied to medical schools. He let me uh, shadow him in clinic. And then I got to shadow him when he was in the operating room. And so that like, that also was like a big reason why I decided to apply to medical school was like kind of what I saw from him. And even now, like I, I actually just talked to him this last week because we might kind of do like a collaboration on a research project together. So again, it is kind of weird how like you never want injuries, but there was also a lot of positives that came out of it. And, you know, that relationship with Dr. Bear was definitely a huge positive and it's one that I still like am actively you know, communicating with him and, and using him as a resource. 
that again kind of gets at my last question for you, Xander, which is you you've now you're now in this place where you're you're knee deep in medical school. I know you're fully immersed in that in that. It's probably hard to it probably seems like even longer ago that just a year ago you were you were in Madison here and on the team. Um have you been able to reflect at all kind of on like big picture takeaways from your experience here? You've had great highs playing on great teams. You've had really, really trying times with, especially with injury. Mm -hmm. Um, What comes to your your mind on kind of your big picture takeaways from your experience? I guess big picture. um, I probably something that gets maybe overlooked a little bit, but um, like just the, all of like the friendships that I made on the team, but also like just being exposed to people from completely different backgrounds than where I came from. Like I, you know, I small town, Wisconsin, and then went to school in Wisconsin. But when you play like on a high level team, like with the Badgers, you know, they get people from all over the country with just completely different backgrounds than what I was used to. And I actually, I feel like that was a really valuable experience for me because I, I had never been exposed to that. And it's actually like, I have a greater appreciation just for what everyone is going through and where they came from. Um, And that kind of ties into the injuries too. It's like, you just, you know, it's, it's kind of like the saying, like, you can't like just judge a book by its cover. Like you, everyone has their own story. And I feel like football like really opened me up to that. Um, And then like another side thing would just be like kind of the obvious one that most people think about is like time management, like discipline. Um, I actually feel like the transition to medical school has been like pretty easy because, you know, like my schedule is like pretty similar to kind of how it was in college, except instead of like, Uh, practice or film like I just have classes or studying or other things going on but like the core principles of how I manage my time and like just staying focused throughout the week like directly translates to what I'm doing now and like that's something I'm extremely thankful for because I know there's a lot of people that are struggling with that right now in medical school. Mm -hmm.